Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in mobile development for Xamarin developers covering the world of Xamarin, .NET, Azure, and more. I'm Matt Sokup. And I'm James Montemagno. How's it going, Matt? James, it's been an incredibly busy two weeks. <laughs> I bet. I, know you're, I mean, it's kind of crazy, I'm sure, over on your side. Now I'm actually on the other side of uh, the United States, uh, and uh, we're, we're not looking at each other. Usually we get to stare each other deeply into our, each other's eyes, but this week, no, we're, we're recording from afar. Right. I'm just staring at a gray wall right now. I'm, I'm wishing you were here, James. I think we can handle it, though, from afar. Over the I think internet. So. Yeah. The internet. Yep. <laughs> so what have you been up to? What have you been up to in these last two weeks? Oh, it's been crazy. Uh, two weeks ago, James, I had to go to the dentist and I got a tooth pulled. So you probably oh. can tell I have like a little speech impediment right now. It's because I have a fake tooth in and it's attached to this huge retainer in my mouth. Mm. So it's, yeah. So it's it's actually kind of fun because I can take it out and now I'm, I'm toothless then. Or at least I have <laughs> one tooth missing. So it's... It's uh, the miracle of dental technology, I guess. So it's a lot I of fun. used to, I was going back and forth. I wanted to maybe get like Invisalign and then someone, uh, one of my other dentists was like, oh, let's put veneers in. And veneers, they, you know, file down your teeth and put in other teeth. It's like all crazy. And I'm just like, oh, I'll just keep my teeth as is, I guess. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. But did something happen? Like, did you get into an accident or something? Is everything okay? Yeah. So what happened is over like my last 20 years, I managed to fall off my bike a couple times and I keep on knocking out the same tooth. And eventually the, the dentist is like, all right, we're going to, we're going to take it, take it out and we're going to put, put in a fake one and you're not going to fall off your bike anymore. We're keeping you from riding your bike ever again. We're going to put a brand new tooth in. So, well, yeah. well, now if you fall off your bike and then something happens to that exact same tooth again, well, it's okay because it's a fake tooth. They just replace the fake tooth. Yeah. They just have to pop a new one in. So. But it's it was totally cool. It was you're not gonna believe this. It was entirely painless. I wow. was expecting to be laid up for like an entire week, not just eating ice cream all the time. There's no pain at all. I <laughs> I was blown away. That's awesome. I love the dentist. I know a lot of people don't like the dentist. It scares them. I love the dentist. I love the dentist so much that I pay for an extra cleaning in between cleanings. I love going to the dentist. It's so, it's so great. You get out of the dentist, your teeth feel great. I mean, you use your mouth throughout the entirety of the day to eat, to talk and just, and you're, you know, just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a focal point. I just love going to the dentist. It's just, I, it's so cool. Especially if you have a good dentist. If you have a bad dentist and you probably don't like going to the dentist, but I love my dentist. So. Wow. That's, that is a resounding endorsement of your dentist. You can go and get a Simply Dental, which is downtown Seattle, right by the Space Needle. Uh, tell them that James sent you. Uh, this podcast sponsored by Simply Dental. <laughs> Simply Dental, solving all your dental needs since 1999. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Matt, let's get on to some new releases because it has been a big release. We've talked about a lot of these things, but we figured we'd touch on them again. Do you want to kick us off on the updates in Visual Studio world? Yeah, a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago, is that Visual Studio 2019, 16.2, and Visual Studio Mac 8.2 got released. You know what's new with Visual Studio 2019 for Windows, James? And it's what's that? so so neat is that there's a new themes editor. Oh, cool. Now, well, I mean, I, I've always been limited in my themes, but you're saying there's an editor of the theme? 
There's an editor. So like before, if you ever try to create a theme, you had like, there's like over 3,000 different properties that you had to change. And you look at it, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with this anymore, right? And so this summer that Microsoft has its internship program. And so we had a couple interns come in and we turned them loose on creating this new theme editor for it. And it's really slick. It's a visual UI. You can just go in and the names for the properties actually are user friendly. So you can actually tell what they do. You go in and you pick several colors for whatever you want, like tab over, like when you're the mouse is actually over the user interface element, pick what color you want. You can actually set preview. So it actually changes as you go. It's everything that you ever, ever wanted in a themes editor. It's beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. That's great. Because I know that VS Code has this, you know, very easy way to edit the themes of the entirety of it. And I was always scared to even do it in VS for Mac or VS for Windows ever. So it's cool that it's out there. Yep. Customize it exactly how you want it. Improve your code productivity by 52%. Guaranteed. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yep. There's some other cool things that came out with it too. Um, New Test Explorer. Uh, so you can actually, when you're writing your your unit test, you can go through and find things where you can filter in more. You can discover more commands. Feels just brand new. And another thing, it got removed, and it's back in there now where you can sort your using statements. Yeah. So now, alphabetically. So and everybody likes to have a little, it just makes it easier if you're trying to find something. I love just every time I update Visual Studio, just all the little refactorings that Roslyn and the editor and Telesense is getting. I was like, oh, I didn't know it did that. Oh, I didn't knew that. I think I'm doing, I think if it's, I forget if it's in stable or preview, but there's one where uh, I was doing it with uh, John Galloway on our live stream where he would start writing something such as JSON convert and then it would write, you would right click and it would say, do you want to install the newtonsoft.json NuGet? And like, it just knew what NuGet you needed. And I was like, oh, it's oh, so cool. That it's is so great. Yeah, yeah, I know. VS Mac, even, this is kind of an older update though, but I mean, where it even says, we start typing and it says, do you want this using? And then it's like, yeah, of course I do. And this is just, yeah, those little productivity enhancements, especially if you've been doing development for any time. It's so nice to have it where you didn't have it before. The stuff is in there now. It just it makes life so much easier. It's super duper nice. And, you know, of course, Mac has been getting tons and tons of updates. We talked about it over and over again. But there is a brand new C-sharp editor built right in. It ships on by default. It's butter smooth, all sorts of amazing improvements there. So as you're typing, you get brand new IntelliSense. You get the light bulb support. It's the you know, same editor as, uh, you know, sort of engines that are running from Visual Studio for Windows. So as Roslyn and those things get updated with these new refactorings, you get that on Mac too. You also get it as a native uh, UI. So you get all the native uh, speed performance, uh, rendering, uh, scaling, and emoji support that we've talked about support uh, before. And additionally, this release, 8.2, brings that new improvements to the editor to the XAML editor, including brand new IntelliSense support. We talked about this before in preview. Now it's out in stable. What's cool here is that this gives you all the refactorings, the namespace auto-completes, um, your um, binding IntelliSense, like everything that you know and love from Visual Studio on Windows now over. This took a big, huge commitment by the development team. I worked very close on the PM level, trying to uh, work with the other PMs, Pierce and Maddie and other PMs working with the, the XAML uh, uh, team. 
to bring this over. Very, very exciting because now they're sharing a bulk of the code between the editors so we can rev on that easily, which is great. And additionally, as a third-party plugin to Visual Studio for Mac, MFractor, which adds a whole bunch of Xamarin and C-sharp refactorings that just updated um, since 8.2 is out, that it also now has 100% support with the new C-sharp and XAML editor. So that's really good as the you know uh, IDE and uh, advances, so do the, um, the extensions. And finally, especially for Xamarin developers here, um, brand new, obviously, XAML editor, but also Android XML editor and IntelliSense. So this had come over, uh, was in Visual Studio for Windows originally, uh, brand new IntelliSense. You can right-click, go to definition on resources, get little bubbles, color IntelliSense, all sorts of good stuff. Split view, you'll you'll notice now that the previewer and the designer for Android and, and iOS no longer, they there's or for Android and, and, and the previewer no longer have like a button that you press. It just says split. So it has a very similar paradigm to Windows. It has a whole new windowing mechanism, which is cool. So a lot of IDE improvements, of course, stability, speed, performance, all sorts of good stuff. We'll link to the blog post to read more into detail about that, too. So just at a high level, tons of new stuff, no matter what you're developing and a bunch of good stuff for Xamarin developers. But Matt, there's more in there, too, for all IDEs. There's always more. There's always more. And this one's back to Android. One of my favorite, favorite operating systems, right? Of course yes, it is. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> it's, it. Nothing. It's one of ours. It's one of ours. So what it is, is um, who doesn't like very fast startup times? I love start, fast startup times. The faster, yeah. the better, I say. The faster, the better. And on Android, before when we really wanted fast startup times, you would have to do ahead of time compiling, right? Really makes your startup times really faster, but there's a downsize downside to that, and it's um, APK bloat, right? It just kind of puts everything in there, makes it faster, but you have the APK size increasing. So, what did we do? We did best of both worlds: fast startup times and a little bit smaller APK size, and that's with startup tracing. And so. A long way to explain that is what happened is um, we have Android AOT comp compilation, and um, there's this utility called, which is my favorite utility name ever, Dex2Oat. So what Dex files are is uh, what the Android runtime executes, and Oat means of ahead time. And so what this does is it's on Android, it converts your Dex files to ahead of time, and Mono then has a feature similar to that. And so this is what startup tracing allows it to do. And so it just makes your app faster. And so it's you, and to enable it right now, you're going to be doing it with a uh, csproj file setting. But in our next version, it's just going to be a checkbox. So right now you have to go in manually edit the csproj file. But um, in the next version of Visual Studios, both of them, Mac and Windows, is that you just have to check a checkbox and you'll get it. So that's pretty neat stuff. It, it really helps out your Android app. I think it's about like 60% faster. Um, John Douglas, one of our PMs for Android, um, has a blog post about it, which we'll link to in the show notes. Show notes. And um, the normal startup time goes from like three seconds. And then with the profiled AOT or um, startup tracing, it goes down to like 1.2 seconds. It's pretty, pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's really nice because it works for both normal Xamarin Android and Xamarin Forms. Now, this will be based on your app. Like, you know, if you have terrible startup code, it's not going to optimize your code, but it's a small little profile of what's necessary. So I've run this on a few of my apps, and I've seen a few seconds improvements to half the time, sometimes, you know, smaller improvements, just like, you know, um, you know, a quarter of a second uh, type of thing, just based on what I'm using. So it just kind of depends. And we're going to uh, be doing look out on our blog on the dev blog uh, i believe next week or so next friday something like that uh, we're going to do a startup tracing challenge just like mm. we did the visual challenge and we're going to challenge you to go turn this on in your app just go do it tweet about it or open up a github issue and we're going to tell you how to trace the time things like that and we also want to get feedback right because we've done our own testing on certain things but we want to make sure that how's it working on your app is it is it the same is it not the same you know and we can kind of test it and make sure it's on and stuff like that so look out for that, which I think will be super duper fun to watch those results come in. Love it. What else is new in the Android world? Yeah, so not necessarily specific to this release, except for that you need to have this release to use some of the tools in it. Uh, so I guess it is specific to this release, but um, this would be Android X, not to be confused with Android Q, which is the new operating system, because this one has no spaces in it. Uh, Android X, or as I like to call them, a update to the Android support libraries. So Android support libraries, vNext, if you will. Uh, Android X, uh, sort of the Android components or Jetpack, there's about a billion different names for them. Uh, And Android support libraries bring all of the new features to older devices. And Google broke these apart into all sorts of different libraries, changed the namespaces, did a bunch of things in it. And uh, we now have brought all of that Android X goodness over to Android developers. Uh, but we just didn't release the team, the team. Uh, so uh, Matt Leibowitz and John Dick and everyone else on the team there, they didn't just go ahead and release these as NuGet packages. They created an entire migration tool and a library that helps you walk through a migration process. It um, won't change your namespaces or anything like that, but it'll tell you what dependencies you need to bring in. And additionally, the new tooling built into Visual Studio with this migration package allows you to run um, older uh, support libraries side-by-side Android X libraries. So what this means is that if you're using Xamarin Forms or you're using Facebook that require the old you know, uh, libraries, you can still input the new Android X libraries and it will do the mapping for you automatically for the older libraries, which is super duper cool. And John and I did a video together for the Xamarin show that walks you through it. Uh, now, a lot of people are asking, should I migrate to Android X? And the question is, it's up to you. If you want, if you're a library creator, you can start to spec it out. It's early days, even for native Android developers. If you don't have any business requirements that are that you have to use Android X, then no need. But if you start to bring in a library that's going to depend on Android X, then you should go through that migration, right? Or if you need something specifically in it. So kind of be aware of, do I need something new? And if so, then I should use it. If not, no need yet. Um, I have, I've gone through some migrations in a few applications um, and it's gone very well, but you know, let us know how it goes and read through the documentation that we've updated as well. Love it side by side. Cool, right? Works with the old, new still works. Android X and startup tracing, making Android development tolerable. (laughs) I have no idea what I have against Android other than I like picking on it. 
But <laughs> oh, I, I love Android, so take that. Aha. All right. <laughs> you know what else is coming out? We're just going to tease it a little bit. Is uh, Visual Studio Windows 16.3 and 8.3. The previews are out. Ton- there's tons of goodies in there. But we're going to wait to talk about them all until the next episode in September. We're not going to spoil it for all you all. We're just going to wait a little yeah, you bit. you got to wait. Yep. Go wait. try them, though. Go try them. Yeah. They're out. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what else is out or rolling out right now, James? What's that? The Xamarin Dev Summit videos. We're starting to roll out right now. I saw mine out there. I I believe I saw you out there too, James. It's awesome. You could go out there and see all the um, videos that we that they were recorded at the Dev Summit that we did a live stream on. Now you can watch them on demand. Yeah, that was the thing that a lot of developers are like, oh, I don't want to have to watch the full eight-hour live stream. Now, boom, you're good to go. They have full captions, so they've been captioned 100%. Um, On YouTube, we have the English captions. And then on Channel 9, you can also go to the event there, and they have all the captions in like 15 different languages, which is cool. And we'll be rolling out. We've been working with the team over that did Xamarin Dev Summit to get all the other videos from non-Microsoft employees out onto the YouTube and Channel 9 channels. Those are in the pipeline. So look for those and subscribe to the Xamarin Developers YouTube um, as well. So that's cool. I need to rewatch yours because uh, I, I was there doing the live stream and I, there's all these great sessions. I'm like, oh man, I need to go watch these again. So it's cool that I can just go back and find the one I want. So um, yeah, we'll link to ours and the full playlist so you can browse through. And now talking about Android because I, we can't have a Xamarin podcast without talking about just tons of Xamarin Android stuff uh, in general. And this goes along with Xamarin Dev Summit because Jonathan Peppers, one of the loves of my lives, he has come out with an amazing blog called Optimizing Your Xamarin Android Builds. And he did an entire session over on um, the Xamarin Developer Summit called Speed Up Android Build Times and Shrink APK Sizes. So he's been doing a series that you should absolutely read, regardless if you're building an app or you're building a library on how to optimize not only for releases, but more importantly for debugging, uh, which has been super helpful because I went to go look at my debug builds and I was not following all of these. Uh, so he talks about what fast deployment is, what multi-dexing is, and also all of the other settings for linking in code shrinker. Yes, never link your applications ever in debug. Don't do it. It's going to slow down your builds and mess up a bunch of other stuff. Don't do that. He walks also through how to create the smallest APK sizes for the fastest startup times. He goes through every single one of those checkboxes, little things. It describes not just what you should set it to, but why you should set it to there and when to use certain things. So definitely go take a look at that, which is super duper awesome. That's one of the sessions that I heard a lot about is I was talking to some of the attendees afterwards and they said when Peppers was doing it, they looked around and everybody was taking notes. They're like, oh my, I have to, uh, I'm not doing this. I have to do it. Yeah, definitely check that one out. So another thing that y'all should check out is office hours. Jill James, you know that I do this. I just want to mention it again, is that anybody out there can schedule 30 minutes of my time and we can talk about anything you want, whether it's Azure development, whether it's Xamarin development. I just put a blog post on the Xamarin blog, wrapping up the last month or so of office hours, just recapping. And I invite everybody to schedule some time with me. And the web address that you can do is aka.ms slash office dash hours. 
I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. It's a lot of fun. I love talking into community. We can talk whatever you want. We can screen share. We can just sit down and talk, whatever. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to schedule some office hours. That's what I'm going to do. Especially (laughs) since you're all the way in Boston. I'm over here in Redmond. Yeah. I'd love to hear from you, James. It's the best way to talk about it. Uh, Well, I I gave myself a little challenge uh, over for one of the blog posts was how much code or how little code would I have to write if I wanted to build a contact application, kind of like contact directory, very popular, or even when you're building an app, you have a contact page where you have to do things that contact applications do, such as send an email, pay the place SMS, phone call, do navigation to an address. And I said, well, how much code do I actually need in 2019 when I'm building my Xamarin apps to do this? And the answer is? Not as much as you would think. Four lines of code. That's no right. way. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would never have guessed that little. Yeah. So uh, what, what we've done here is, of course, you're going to build your UI. So that's going to be as much code as you want it to be. And you're going to have, you know, you're going to have methods or commands or little things that when you tap on something, you need to do something. So I wrote up how you can combine Xamarin Essentials on iOS, Android, Mac, or um, iOS, Android, Windows, tvOS, watchOS, ties in if you want, all the different platforms, uh, and how you can use the single line of code APIs built into Xamarin Essentials to do this. You, of course, have to maybe handle some exceptions in your, in your code, but in theory, really, it's just four lines of code, one line of code for each of them to execute email, SMS, phone, um, and navigation. It's super duper awesome. I mean, I just love this. And I wanted to put this together because often we show how to use a single API, but what's a real world scenario in which you would use a bunch of these APIs together? And I thought that was really cool. So I show you how to build a very simple um, contact page. I have the sample application and then how to um, to use the APIs. So go check it out. Yep. That's what I love is the end-to-end example apps. And that's something that you and I talk about a lot, James, is when we uh, sit down and plan out content is coming up with like the real world scenario. And that's what I love about this contact app is this is what somebody would need to do in real life to come up with. And four lines of code there. That's that's crazy. Four lines. Unbelievable. That's, That's awesome. We have officially, officially, officially launch the brand new Xamarin.com, which is super duper exciting. Uh, it is now fully incorporated into the .NET website. So dot, .NET, D-O-T, .NET. Uh, when you go there, there's a mobile button. You click on mobile and there's Xamarin right there. to show you all the goodies that are in there from building mobile apps, across platform apps, tooling, the ecosystem. What is Xamarin? Um, c- customer uh, uh, showcases and stories that you can read all sorts of goodies in there, uh, which is super duper fun. And we're adding that uh, more and more every single day. And there's new tutorials on there. So love your feedback on us. If you have feedback, you can, there's a feedback button on there. And I read that uh, feedback, uh, which is super duper great. It's all anonymous. Uh, So you can give that feedback. And if you want to just jam on a a favorite uh, generic feedback, this is great. Give me a heart eyes emojis. Uh, I'm not telling you to abuse the system. Matt, I'm just saying. I just if you left like some the website, feedback. Oh gosh! Oh god! Okay. 
Um, it'll probably say like, you know, a Microsoft IP and then I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. So anyways, go check it out. And of course, check out all of the other great uh, workloads part of .NET over on the .NET website, but head to Xamarin.com. Boom. It's there. Xamarin.com slash forms. It goes to Xamarin forms page. Boom. It's awesome. Go check it out. It looks really great. I love it. Cloud news on to the Azure. Oh yes. I'm you ready. know what? I, I love talking about my new favorite thing ever. App Center. Right, mm-hmm. App Center's MBAS service, mobile backend as a service. So yesterday, know what they went ahead and started talking about? What? Not exactly mobile, but still kind of blew my mind. WPF and WinForms support. Yeah. Yeah. So way back, way back when I first started doing .NET development, VB6, it was WinForms. I'm not sure if it was called WinForms back then, but it was essentially win form. So it's so cool to see that App Center today is doing stuff that's supporting that. And win forms is really neat. I, I, I still love it. And so App Center is supporting that, supporting WPF, and .NET Core is the future of it, and .NET Frameworks today. So it's pretty cool. Um, a couple other features that's coming out for it is um, for the authentication portion of the MBAS of App Center you can bring your own identity. And so what this means is, is right now you have to use Azure B2C, which is super duper close to my heart. However, let's say you already have your authentication set up with something of Auth0 or maybe Firebase. That's cool. Bring your own identity over to App Center and you can use it. We will support Firebase or Auth0. How awesome is that? That's cool. That's Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Another really even more amazing thing, free data tier. Free Cosmos data tier in App Center. Love it. Awesome. Yep. It's, it's coming soon, but right now it would cost like 23 bucks a month to use App Center's data. No more. As soon as I get that, it's implemented free. Free. Until you know you that the, how much is it? It's free. Uh, there'll be some <laughs> limit, I assume, that's not free. Yeah, but. yeah, it's up to a certain limit. But yeah, right now, it, I mean, for your getting started, for your proof of concepts, just to get going, it will be free. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, GitLab support is in there as well, which is really neat. And now they also have some, uh, your, as they're iterating on data and they're iterating on auth, there's uh, SDK improvements. So over on the authentication side, you can get at your tokens now. So before you, they didn't have token support, you couldn't get at it like your identity token. It's there now. And uh, shared documents over on the data side. That way, James, I can be editing a document. You can be editing a document and we can check for collisions and all that other good stuff. So they're, they're moving along on it. And it's a really exciting space that I'm, I'm hyped for. I love it. Yeah, I'm super excited, and it's really good to see not only just improvements there, but all the all the different services that App Center provides. Yep. So, speaking of Azure, we started talking about the Azure Service of the Month, and mm-hmm. the last month we talked about Cosmos DB. Kind of fits right into that App Center theme, but this month I'm going to change it up a little bit, and this isn't exactly a service as you normally would think about, but it's more like a utility. And it's called Cloud Shell. Now, I mentioned this a couple months ago, I think right after our build recap blog or podcast, is yeah. Cloud Shell. And what that is, is the Azure CLI in the cloud. 
So you log into the portal, and then in the upper right hand, you'll see something that looks like a command prompt. Click on that, it'll start launch you into a cloud shell, and you can start issuing um, Azure CLI, or command line interface commands, against Azure as a, as a whole. So you can, yeah, go in and create like a storage account if you want, or go and create or edit anything against a Cosmos DB account. Pretty much anything you want to do against Azure, you can do through the CLI. And what's neat about that, the CLI is command line interface, which means you can write a batch script against it, bash or PowerShell, and then you can start recreating all of your um, Azure administrative tasks and run them throughout your own environments. So Cloud Shell, super cool. You can even run VS Code within it too. You can hook it up to GitHub, download a bunch of uh, code files, right? Run VS Code, mm-hmm. edit them. It's it's actually pretty amazing. All through the Azure portal. That's cool. You don't have to install anything or do anything like that. You just log in and boom, good to go. Now, I think that's neat. But Matt, I am a GUI person. Go, I don't want your command lines. No, I don't want them. I like that warm, fuzzy feeling on my GUI. Uh, and I figured I was going to have my little service or utility of the month because I use it all the time when I'm live streaming. And it is one of the best tools that I simply love, which is the Azure Storage Explorer available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. It is an amazing application for free that you can download on your computer. Okay. And what this puppy does is that it enables you to browse all of the storage and all the different properties that you could possibly have up in Azure or locally on your machine from your desktop. So I use this all the time with blob storage, but there's a bunch of other things that are built right into it that you can browse. And this is great, especially for Azure functions, because you might be doing blob storage and you can just see the blob or right there, the file on disk that you're doing. It works with blobs, queues, tables, files, Cosmos DB and data lake storage, which is super duper awesome. And you can create, you can delete, you can download things. It works with Azure, Azure Stack, a bunch of uh, software. Sovereign clouds that are out there across all of your different subscriptions. Uh, it's really, really great. I mean, it's a great utility. You can log into multiple accounts. I have about 15 different Azure accounts I'm signed into, and it is just honestly, it's fantastic. I, I really, really love it. I love that you brought this one up because a lot of people I've talked to don't know about it, but it is so powerful that you can have it across multiple subscriptions. And it's not just, it says Azure Storage Explorer. But you can like log into Cosmos, as you mentioned, and, and edit your documents right from there. You cannot storage just doesn't mean blobs. You can go hit your queues. You can look at your tables. In addition, it's it's a really powerful utility. And James, the best part about Storage Explorer, it supports dark mode. No, no, oh, oh, nice. <laughs> I did not know that. That's cool. Nice, very cool. Very. Cool. I thought you were gonna say it was free. So. Oh yeah, it it's free. That's the best part, really. It is free. <laughs> nice. Well, let's uh, let's get away from Azure and talk about other things that we love. And let's talk about the pick of the pod. What you got for me, Matt? Pick of the pod. Now, James, you might already be familiar with this library. I've been using it for a while and I love it. It's called MVVM Helpers. Mm, never heard of it. What is it? Never heard of it. Well, it does exactly what it sounds like. It helps you out with your MVVM uh, applications. And so what I use it for all the time is the um, base view model. 
And it also has, so what it lets you do is um, real quickly, it lets you like create your properties already being observable, essentially. Already being, you can, erases the property change events for you. It also has like an observable range collection in it. So you can finally say, add range to your collections and such. It really just helps out with um, building a MVVM app, which Xamarin Forms app happens to be MVVM. Makes it just a lot of easier. There's a lot of helper classes in there. Makes your life easier. The person, as we were talking about this before the podcast, you mentioned the person who created it was really on point. Oh, so I'm just looking it good. up. Try, yeah. yeah, trying to figure out who created it. This person named James Monty Magno. Oh, mm, that's ne- you. <laughs> never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> nope. I was using it just recently. It's like, yeah, I got to mention it. This is a really, really helpful library. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy it. Uh, I also enjoy it. I use it for all my applications. It gives you these nice little helper features, stuff that you don't have to implement that uh, hopefully I can convince the forms team one day to put into the actual uh, toolkit but it is nice because it does a bunch of other little things that i've optimized over the years um and talking about my pick of the week last week i picked debug rainbows from my good friend steven thuisen and he's back he's back i just every month if he just keeps releasing packages i will keep talking about it because he had a library called easy loader that helps you sort of visualize when things are loading. And he said, ah, I'm going to redo it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I just want to change the name and kind of the functionality of it. Uh, he should have just updated the package, I think, in my personal opinion. But he came out with a new one that is the replacement, uh, which the other one was only out for a little bit, so it's kind of funny. But it's called State Squid and has an awesome icon of a squid holding up mobile phones. It's super duper fun. And what State Squid lets you do is it allows you to create a, a different state implementations for your grids or stack layouts or other controls that have um, basically a template. So you can think about it as normally in my grid, uh, I might put a list view, but I also might at the bottom of it put in a um, indicator, right? I might put in a little progress indicator um, and I might put that to is busy, right? So my current state is busy. So hide my list view and then show my like loading, you know, loading indicator or whatever. Um, So what he allows you to do is say for do a data binding to your current state, which is like some enum or or whatever. And then you have multiple templates inside of it. So you have a loading template, a saving template, a success template, an error template, an empty template. So that's super duper nice because you can have all of these different um, templates that are inside of it, which I think is super duper fun just so you can really optimize it. And, you know, I'm totally going to be using this and update Hanselman Forms immediately because I have a bunch of code everywhere that that does this. Uh, and it puts different states and different things. And, you know, you might still do an overlay of a loading, but you might, for instance, um, instead of when you're loading for the very first time, you might put like little, you know, different indicators that something is happening. So I'm really into that. So definitely give it a look. Um, and it's available um, on pre-release right now on the NuGet, and it's open source on GitHub. So boom. Yeah, I love it. Um, I recommended the old version of this, Easy Loading, during one of my office hours, and it's super cool, especially the um, when you're loading up like a list view or a grid, we can just like one individual item. If you take a peek at it, you'll know what I'm trying to talk about. As you explained, you did a better job than I did. It's really cool. <laughs> it is super cool. Yeah. And Steven's the best at naming things, huh? State Squid. 
pancake view come on debug rainbows i love debug rainbows yeah (laughs) yeah i do love it uh well we did it matt we made it through another podcast amazing amazing yeah love it this is fun yeah where can people find you on the internet matt people can find me at codemail matt twitter github my website codemail matt codemail matt.com i'm all over codemail matt you can find me all over the place at James Montemagno, Montemagno.com. And of course, you can find Xamarin everywhere on the internet, Xamarin.com, uh, Xamarin Developers YouTube, Xamarin HQ on Twitter, Xamarin on GitHub. You know where to find us. Just Google Xamarin. You'll find it. Uh, that's it, Matt. Thank you so much. And you have an amazing week. And I hope that your mouth and your new teeth and all that stuff just uh, are delightful. Oh, they will be. I cannot wait to eat an apple again. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> have a good one. All right. Later, James. Bye.